Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. Okay, guys, it's time to pour it out. Dracaris. Bitches. <laughs> um, welcome to this new monthly episode of Straight Up with Stassi that I am calling Pour It Out. Um, I explained in my first, I guess, come coming back, coming back episode of Straight Up with Stassi what Straight Up with Stassi was going to look like. And I talked about how I'm going to have guests two times a month, but that I'm also going to do Pop Culture Hour once a month with Taylor Strecker. And an additionally, an episode called Pour It Out, where I will rotate a few friends and we get to communicate. That sounds like I'm doing the Ouija board. We're going to come up with, we get to connect with you guys, with the listeners. And when I was starting Straight Up With Stassi again, that was something that I'm like, you know what? I really want to do this. Like, I want people to be able to call in, ask questions, have a conversation. I am not like anyone that should be dishing out advice. So like, I am, please take everything I say with a grain of salt, um, it's not that serious. This is kind of just like, okay, well, if I was in your situation, this is what I would do, or this is how I would feel about it. But again, not a therapist, not a life coach, none of that. Um, and for my first ever poured out episode, I thought who better to have than my dear friend who is technically also my colleague. And I'll explain who she is if um, you guys are new here. Her name is Lo French. Okay. Lo has been working for me for, I think like seven years. Seven. I think it's like six, but okay. feels six, like forever. <laughs> six years. She started out as my assistant and then it just became bigger than that. Then she started to just kind of just be like my partner in like everything I was working on and now is like my manager. So it's like a it's we like to call her CO Low. Like if I'm the CEO, she's the COO. So CO low. She has a hand in everything that I do. I could not do any of the things that I do without her. So CO low is that's what that's what it is. I hope I explained that well. You did. And I love my little title. Um, a friend of ours gave it to me, but it really just encompasses everything. Like when people ask you, when people are like, oh, you work with Stasi, what do you do? What do you say? <laughs> 
Um, it's really hard. It depends on how much they know about you. Uh-huh. Like if they know all of the little things that you do, I pretty much just say the same thing you said. Like any project that she's doing, I have a hand in and I sort of like help it get to the finish line or produce it, edit it, whatever that might be. Um, if they don't know who you are, I basically just say I'm a manager and they're like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> nobody knows what that is actually. Because yeah. that word can mean so many different things. Um, 100%. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, that must be like really annoying to like have to explain because that just took me a good 17 minutes. Yeah, and it it's felt also like, it's also like you can't give too many details. So Yeah, that's true. So, like yeah, you can't. Like, like my my family doesn't know what I do. They're like, Oh yeah, she like works with Stasi. That's because we're doing human sacrifices down in the basement of my house. People exactly. can't know all the details. Exactly. It sounded it sounded kind of creepy when you said it like that. We can't tell everyone the the details. Not everyone can know. You can't. My own family doesn't know because we're conjuring spirits, <laughs> sacrificing we're, small children. We're doing light magic. Yeah. So I figured best to have you here first because you're going to be one of the people I rotate and you're one of the main parts of Straight Up with Stassi behind the scenes and more people should know that. Thank you. I'm excited. So Khaleesi's listeners, in case I haven't, you you weren't aware of the number, the number to call in to this episode is 866. Oh, wait, no, it's not. (laughs) If you were writing that down, scratch it out. It's 844-666- S-U-W-S. And you can call and leave me a voicemail, which I will play on this podcast episode. So if there's something that you don't want to be played publicly for everyone, don't put it in the voicemail, like redo it. Okay. Don't like submit it. Um, We already have so many and uh, we listened to a bunch of them. I tried to narrow it down. There's a lot that I wanted, I, I still want to get to. So if you've already left me a voicemail and you don't hear your question today, I might still be doing it in a future episode. It's, it just didn't fit in this one. So like, nice work. Like everyone, I, I, I was I think really it's impressed. Funny because we were like, when we were starting Pour It Out, we were like, what if nobody calls? Like, are we going to yeah. have to have like, someone fake call in. people like, call yeah, in because like, yeah. who knew and like right off the bat we well, got I'll, so many also my other fear was just that like I'm like I'm sure we'll get calls I'm not worried about that I'm like there has to be at least five people a month <laughs> that have a question <laughs> so I'm like I'm not worried about that my worry was that people were just going to call in and be like can you spell the tea on what happened on Vanderpump Rules this past summer? Like, can you tell me like who so-and-so is dating? I'm like, no, that's no. that's not what this is. There this actually is weren't any of those. Amazing. Yeah. This is like real life problems, your problems, your problems, not mine yet. That could get like really meta and, and cool if like I called into my own, let oh my the voice know, we listened to it and talked through it. What if Bo called in? I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I'm also going to have Bo do this a couple of a few times because I feel like some of the questions I'm like, oh, this would be good to have a male perspective. Totally. On it. Anyway, so let's just get into it and roll the tape, roll the tape, play the first voicemail. Hey, Stoss. So glad you are back. Um, I have been waiting for this moment, but for reals, I need some help and some advice. So I am late 30s, early 40s, 
Um, and I have had the same friend group for like, mm, let's say since second grade. We live in a very small town. Um, however, through my career, I have really developed. I am very established in my career. They have remained in the same place, same town, same uh, mentality, so to speak. Here's the problem. I love them, but they are driving me crazy. They're not willing to grow, and I feel like I've outgrown them. And I've started to limit my interactions with them because they just drive me bananas. Girl, what do I do? How do I help? them grow or do I just take them at face value and start to limit my visits? Love you. Bye. Okay. This one's really a really good one. This was one of my favorite ones because I feel like obviously friendships are like sometimes I would say like way more complicated than just like relationship questions. Totally. Like because you can't like it's not easy to break up with someone and there it's not like you know, in a relationship, you're on this this clear path of like, should we be together? Should we couple up and spend our lives together? But friendships are not like that. Like it, they're so nuanced and and layered. And and you have friends for different occasions, different reasons. Like so, it, it's friendship questions are like that's like some real tough shit. And this one, like I was thinking about, I'm like. Okay, well, like I have a lot of a good amount of friends that I grew up with who I love so much. I have friends from college. I have friends from my 20s. I have friends who are like now like mom friends like it and everything's shifting and people and including myself are changing and priorities shift. Some people stay the same. Some people don't like it's it. It's complicated. But my first thought when I thought about this, okay, so without getting, I wish I had more backstory. I and know, I know, me too. <laughs> I'm going to say this about every single question. I know it. So, I, okay, late 30s, early 40s. So, mm-hmm. like, that's a really long time. And from what I'm gathering, like, grew up together. Right. She did say, however, she was like, they all live in the same town, like, they stayed in the same town. And she didn't, which made me think that she doesn't live in the same town, but But she's close. Like, I feel like maybe she went to a bigger city for her career because she said she's really established in her career. In her career. Yeah. But if she has to distance herself, that means she lives close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like, um, it's not like she lives in... In the same city as them, but it's not like she lives. It's like New York or LA. You know what I mean? So far away. Or she left and came back because she said they stayed there the whole time. So maybe she left and went to like New York for college and then came back. Okay. Or something. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Let's see. Where to even go with this? I know. Okay. Um, I hear my child. Literally. Is that running. what I just heard? The footsteps? The footsteps. That's my child. Literally, that's my child. Um, having friends, I'll say this, having friends that you've known your whole life is a huge blessing. Not many people get to have that. Uh, 
like I've spoken to like so many people that are like, oh, I'm not really friends with anyone that I grew up with or they live, they moved around when they grew up or, you know, people dispersed and, and to have like a, to know some people who've known you since you were a little kid, like that's like kind of magical. That's like some now and then shit, you know, (laughs) it's like, it's like kind of like having, it's like having cousins. Yeah. I won't say siblings because that's different. It's like having cousins. So like people that have known you have your back, whatever. When you get back together, normal, normally, at least in my case, like when I like get around all my friends from New Orleans, it's like no time has passed and it's like fun to reminisce and jo- have the same inside jokes and things like that. But we are all different and we do not like... I see them once a year, maybe once every two years, like uh, talk to them like (laughs) like twice a year. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's it's I think friendships are are meant to like you outgrow them at certain points. And sometimes you come back to them and and sometimes you don't. But I don't think like getting rid of. And that wasn't even the question about getting rid of those friends. I I think my main point at first was to just try and cherish the fact that you're lucky enough to have friends that have known you for a long time. Um, Do you want me to keep, do you want me to keep going? I feel like I'm not letting you talk. No, no, I agree with what you're saying. I think you're getting to the answer of the question, which I'm interested to hear because I'm wondering if it's going to be the same as mine. Okay. This is also how I feel though. when. People aren't, when you feel like you're friends with people that are taking more than they're giving or they're uh, energy sucking or you're around them and it's not like doing anything for your like joy and happiness, you don't feel like, like they're, you almost feel like you're being brought down and it's, and and I don't mean it in like a social climbing way, like these peep friends aren't doing anything for me. No, it's like when you're around them, do you feel like, oh my God, I'm, s- I'm so glad I have these people in my life, like that type of feeling. Because I have, you know, a lot of us like have friends where it's like, wow, that was just like more work to hang out than, than it should be. Like, I would have rather just been home by myself just now. Like, why does this friendship have to be so much work? And a lot of the times those friendships are because you guys are, you're in completely different places and you have like completely different ideas on what's fun, what's important. You have different lifestyles, different things that you want to talk about. So then it's like, all right, you know what? I think I'm just going to like distance myself a little bit and not spend as much time with them because it's not like conducive to like my own happiness. And this like isn't fitting in with what makes me happy. So I would say, take a, take a step, take a distance step. But I also would say before you do that, now, I don't know like how often you guys get together. I don't know. Like, it sounds like this is like a group chat type of situation. Totally. Like you guys have a group chat going all the time. Put Book it on club, do not just like yeah. cocktail hour, like constant events. Yes, constant things. Put that group chat on do not disturb and like don't let it stress you out. Okay. But I would say that like if you guys are going to these group events like often. I would start steering the conversation in places that like you want it to go and see how they react. 
Honestly, because if you're not getting the reaction you want, if they're not interested in anything you want to talk about or want to be doing, then you kind of like are getting an answer. And that'll give you something to point to if they're like, why have you been distancing yourself? We'll be like, well, because, you know, whenever I'm around you guys, I I try and talk about things that like are important to me, but like it, you guys seem bored by it or uninterested. So then you could be like, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's exactly what she said too, was like, she felt like she was growing and changing and that they weren't. And so that to me was like a little light bulb moment of like, there must be ideas or morals or values or like something that isn't matching. So she doesn't feel like she can fully be herself around them. And like in her full self of who she is now, it's just that really familiar and great, you know, version of yourself growing up in that true core person. But I get it. It's like, when you go to a family dinner and there are people who have different values yeah, and you have to sit the there worst. and like be on your best behavior because you don't want to ruffle any feathers. Like I it's, know. That's I, the I worst. Get it. Yeah. And, that, so, and that's that's not a way to like live. No. So if you're gonna spend your time off with people, you should be spending it with people that you're not like, oh God, I gotta like hold in what I have to say or like I have to just like deal with this person's opinion or like, you know, you should be spending it with people that in rich your soul make you feel good like life shouldn't be a struggle yeah life and should be fun it doesn't mean that you don't love them like i'm sure totally. if they called you and needed something you would go immediately like no thoughts no no questions asked but it's more like who you're choosing like you said to spend your free time with it should be people who make you feel good and Agreed. like you can be yourself around I also think there's another part of this that I just thought about and I I hadn't thought about it before when I listened to it. It's the group aspect of this question. Mm. Because I think that like having like a a group of friends is something that like as you age, you realize like goes away. Like Mm -hmm. having like a group of friends where everyone is best friends with each other. It's a group. You guys all do things together. It's not very like realistic because again, people change. So like no one's all going to like change the same way. And everyone goes in different directions, gets married, decides to travel the world, um, has a bunch of babies, decides I want to be single for the rest of it. Like all of these things happen. And to like have a group of friends, like that's like a lot of pressure. How about we normalize not having um, the pressure of group of friends? I'm just like way more into individual friendships right now, <laughs> which is why like, like I, I, I feel like I don't have like group dinners, group any of these things. It's like, no, it's like it, it has to be individual friendships because life's different now. Yeah, I think it's personal preference. And I think the Internet is lying to us. Because it looks like everyone else has girl gangs and whatever. Girl like it, it looks like everyone has this group and they're going to brunch and doing everything. Like me I mean, as, a, as a single person, like I see that and I think that all the time. But realistically, I know it's all a lie. <laughs> it's yeah. all a lie. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it. And I don't really know any girl gangs. Um, Do I? I? I know people who are very much like the more the merrier and they just invite everyone they know to everything they do. So that yeah. feels very group group-esque. 
Um, and I love invitations like that. But I think if you were to ask anyone, they would say they would get more out of their relationships that are one-on-one or even like a group of three, like a small, you know, mutual friend group. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just, I feel bad for this person because it's like, it sounds like it's like she's on the outside and it's the whole group that's like remained the same, doing the same shit, thinking the same shit. And she's like, that's a, that's a lonely place to be in. But yeah. she also sounded really happy on the voicemail. So I'm like, I don't feel that bad for, for her or you, whoever, if you're listening right now, I'm like, you're, you sound like you're thriving at life and like you have friends and things that make you happy outside of this. So if this group is just stressing you out, just take a little, like, it's not even a break. Yeah. Just a little distance. Yeah. Make them miss you. And feel it out. Like, see how that feels for you. Because maybe you're just scared of taking the step. But once you do, you'll feel better and they won't even notice or they won't even care as much as you think. They will. Like, they're going to form it. They're going to form a group chat behind don't her back even, without her. They're just going to a new group chat minus this person. That's exactly what's going to happen. You they know that. They already have that. They already have offshoots of like three here, two there. Da, da, da. Every group chat has that. Oh, yeah, you're right. They probably are the other ones. Yeah, you're right. Hang in there, though. Like, no, just like be strong. Be strong. You got this. You got this. Okay. So let's go in to the next question. Hi, Stassi. Um, I just want to start. I've been a huge fan of you forever now. Um, so I know you have had your fair share of interesting relationships in your life. Um, so I just kind of want to seek some advice about mine. I've been with my boyfriend for three years now. And recently, we just celebrated our third anniversary together. And I just so happened to bring up that it was crazy to think that maybe in a year from now, we could potentially be living together and he seemed very weirded out by that and he even said that he quote unquote was not sure if this is something he wanted to do yet if there was he wasn't sure if there was a step in between living with a girlfriend that he wanted to take and everything in our relationship is great I will say he's wonderful I just don't know how I feel about him being quote unquote not sure about there being a potential step in between us living together I mean I feel like three years is a long time and I just I don't know I need your advice I need some guidance um but again, I adore you. Your daughter's incredible and you're an amazing mother. And I'm so proud of you. Um, thank you so much. Um, all right. So like shout out to the most um, patient, understanding, strong ass queen Honestly. I've ever heard. Whoa. Like I was going to say like context again, I need or I need to get like age. And I'm like, not really, actually. No. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I even need the age. She could be. 24 she could be 34 44 54 three years is a really long time that is a very long ass time and actually it will be four years because she said in the voicemail in a year in a year it's crazy that in a year we could like maybe move in together mm-hmm. that's four years and the fact that his reaction was like oh, I, don't, I don't know i wish there was an in-between step bro what what kind of fucking in-between step are you looking for? Like, there yeah, is no... What, is that, what does that mean? Like, a drawer? Like, she has a drawer and a toothbrush? She better have a drawer and a toothbrush. Like, in-between step? Do they live in different cities? Like, is it living that in the same been said. city? 
That would have been said. That would have been said. This is the sounds like he's scared. I know it does. Listen, if what you're looking for is to ultimately like go the route of moving in together, then getting engaged. And if you're into getting married and if you're wanting to have children, if that is what you're looking for out of the relationship, um, I think you're going to have to say that like now, like yesterday. literally yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that needs to be something that needs to have, be the conversation that stop listening to this podcast, honestly, and <laughs> drive to his work and be like, yo, um, this is what I want out of life. And if this isn't what you, you want also, then like, we need to move on. However, if you're somebody that doesn't care about getting married or if you don't want kids, then like, uh, maybe this isn't so bad because I like hear of like, granted, these are like Hollywood couples, but like, I'm always reading like on like gossip websites, like about like couples who actually like live separately, like, or they have like houses right next to each other and like <laughs> things like that. And I'm like, like Courtney and Travis. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they do. do. They do. <laughs> um, and I'm like, that's interesting. Like I'm far too jealous for that. Like I, I like my alone time, but like, not like that, but uh, some people like that. I, there are also people that are in long distance marriages because of like the way their work is or, or things like that. Like everyone has a different idea of what they want in a relationship and that what they want out of life. So if you're fine living separately forever and that's something that like you're okay with, then like, cool. But like, no, I think she wants to move in with him because she wouldn't have said that if she wasn't thinking that. But I think that his response, like there's something deeper than like the asking for an extra step means that he's not sure about something Yeah, in their relationship. Yeah, or I mean, or, or does he or, just think that that's how it's going to be for like three, almost four years? That's like, how he thinks it's going to be. Yeah, like how hasn't that come up in conversation before? Like three years, like that's patience. Yeah, like the most amount of patience. Like I can't. I'm just like so impressed by that that there was never like a rogue drunk moment where like you texted him 78 times in a row, being like, <laughs> "Why haven't you asked me to move in yet?" Like, I how has that not happened yet? I'm just so impressed by this situation. How soon, on average, did you move in with boyfriends? I've never oh lived with a boyfriend, so very curious. <laughs> I've lived with like 4 million of them. <laughs> I think like the first one in Cal- in LA, like I let him like move in with me because like he um, he lived across the street and his lease was up. Honestly, he just like didn't have a job. He was just oh like a, a deadbeat, whatever, whatever. You had standards. Um, so, <laughs> and I think that was just like four or five months in. And then, yeah, this is embarrassing. It's all embarrassing. No, it's all embarrassing. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. Oh my God. Okay. But I think we agree that I um, move into, I did too soon. So let me just say there is, you can do that too soon. And I, let me be a cautionary tale. I've lived with four, I think boyfriends and all of them were too soon, except for with Bo. But I bet you, I bet you if Bo hadn't already like a stat, like had his like his apartment that he had had for so long that he had decorated and like loved and and all that. And we didn't live down the street from each other. I totally yeah. would have pressured him like 
earlier. I mean, I you, was totally at your house. you guys were at each other's houses all the time anyway. It was that, basically like you lived together, but you had two houses. Yeah, I know. But I would have been, I totally would have, if he didn't live down the street and didn't love his apartment so much, I would have totally been that girl that's like, oh we've been dating six months. It's time. Then I wonder <laughs> if you guys would have gotten engaged. That's a great question. It's a great question. Yeah. I think but, we agree though that she needs to have a conversation with um, said boyfriend. Yeah, 100%. And you need to figure out what's important, what what matters most. Because like, if you do want to have children, I hate that our cl- clocks are always ticking. I hate that that's a thing. I don't even think it's totally about that though. It's just I, progressing the relationship. I do because like, he sounds like a steps guy. Oh. <laughs> like, you know what oh, I mean? So, so like thinking like five steps ahead. Yeah, like, so I'm thinking if it takes him this long to move in together, then that means he's going to buy a couple more years to then propose, then a couple more years to get married. Then by that time, you're 89 years old and we don't work anymore. And so like, and he sounds like somebody who's like has to do everything in the correct order. Got it. That's, that's, that's just why I, I said the whole biological clock ticking. Dating someone for three years is the correct order to then moving in. 100. Like, yeah. What year was he waiting for? I have no idea. But I actually have a best friend who her she and her husband like dated for 10 years before they got married. And it was very much like this. Like, really? Yeah. But but look like thinking back on it, it was because he had certain markers in his head. But like a financial goal or a career goal that like he didn't want to move to that next step until he had reached that. But he wasn't good at communicating that, which may be the case in this situation. Yeah, no. And there, and I know some other people that have like been together for a long time and they're doing things in different orders or, or haven't done things. And a lot of them are like the most solid relationships out of some of the people I know. So because we're like alarmed by this right now, don't get scared <laughs> because it's you, you said on this voicemail also that like everything in your relationship is great. You're happy. He's great. So like, it might just be a thing that you guys need to talk about. And he might just be like, Oh, well, I just, it literally is because I wanted to be doing this in my career when I did that. But if yeah. this isn't really important to you, okay. Like it might be some weird, really lame reason that you guys work out really easily. Yeah, have the conversation and report back. You guys, communication is everything. It truly is. Like, I'm so impressed that like she's gone this long without badgering him or like going in, going rogue. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Okay, next question, please. Hi, Sassy. Hi, Khaleesi's. If this gets played, I'm calling for fashion advice. My husband and I, we're both 32, um, we are going to Europe together for the first time later this year. Um, we're going like in the end of March, so it'll be like late winter, maybe early spring, and I just need fashion tips. I'm so excited to go. I want to totally torture my husband and make him take all the Instagram pictures for me. And like, I just kind of want to look fabulous. So like, do I need a pea coat? Like, what kind of shoes should I wear? What about hats and scarves? Like, what do I do? I should probably tell you where I'm going. We will be going to Prague, Berlin, Amsterdam, and then Paris. It's going to be such a dream. What are your thoughts? Fashion tips. Help me. Okay, bye. Oh, 
I love so this jealous. question, but I'm also just so fucking jealous. When Ugh. you when she was listing the cities, I was like writing them down. I'm like, Prague. Oh, Prague was where we were supposed to go on our honeymoon before I found out I was pregnant. That's oh my where, gosh, that's right. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to Prague. Bo loves it. Everyone who goes to Prague is like, it's one of the most spectacular places you will ever go to. You'll die. Yeah. And so I'm so jealous that you're getting to go to Prague. Um, Berlin is Bo's favorite city in the whole world. So I've been there. Um, Amsterdam, I am obsessed with. And then Paris is my favorite. So you're just going to have so much Fun. And the end of March, glorious weather, glorious weather, because no one likes to sweat. I mean, some people do, but like, no. Ew, sweating's not fun. So like also, you can cold fashion is cuter. Cold fashion is so much cuter, especially in Europe. Yeah. It's so much cuter. So amazing. Really excited for your trip. And like fashion questions just like really tickle my heart. They really do. Okay. First thing. So I didn't have time to like fully think this one out because this question came in like literally before we like right before we started recording this. I'm like, we have to add it in. Um, So it might be a little messy. I might I might be a little scattered and all over the place. Just word vomit it. Word vomit. Okay. When you're going to Europe or at least me when I go. Yes, you go to multiple cities because you want to like make the most out of your trip. Like you don't you're not going to like fly all that way and just go to like one spot. I mean, yeah, you could. That's I guess pretty baller, I guess. Just be like, yeah, I'm just popping over for that. But no, you normally are going to different different countries, places, cities, whatever. And every single one of them has a different vibe has a different sense of style a different energy a different way of life I mean if you think about it like think about the United States it's like when you go to New York City versus Los Angeles versus Miami versus like um Utah someplace in Utah (laughs) like you know like Park City like those are completely different vibes and completely different like things that you'll be doing there and just a different. So you, you have to, when you're packing your wardrobe, I would divide it into four sections. (laughs) And this is what I did for my wedding because we got married in Rome. Well, that's one vibe. We went to Milan after that's another vibe. Even if, even though it's in the same country, Milan and Rome, very different Two completely vacation outfit vibes and then Paris. So Those are three different vibes. I divided my wardrobe into three different sections and that was that. Now, this is what I would suggest to figure out what to bring. Okay, first of all, in Europe, don't do the whole like Kim Kardashian, like labels, like athleisure shit. Okay. Yeah, no. No one, no one likes that there. No one is chic there. That's fine when you're here. So if that's your vibe here, cool, great. But in Europe, let it go. Like that's not going to be a thing labels and logos you don't need. What I've realized in Europe is that, well, basically I've just realized that like my style is European, (laughs) shooting my own horn because I just like to look classic and timeless. And that's what European people like to look like just in with, with like different vibes and elements to them. Like what I would say about Paris just a, a classic pair of jeans like a classic pair of like levi jeans some ballet flats a little sweater a trench coat and like a classic bag 
And people will literally think you're Parisian. No joke. That's all it takes. But then if you're going to Amsterdam, swap those ballet flats out for some sneakers. Because the walking and bike riding there is like way more like it. There's like a little more sporty isn't like what I what I mean by this. But like lose the ballet flats, pick up the sneakers is like the only way I can describe it. You can be, it's a little more, it's a little more edgy. It's a little more edgy. Berlin, I, edgiest. Bo loves Berlin because it's like, it's like the, it's like the hipster New York City of Germany. He's obsessed with Berlin. So like, if you have tattoos, great. It's, I don't, I didn't fit in, in Berlin, um, as much as I would like. I tried to wear a lot of like, I'm like, okay, I'll just like lean into like wearing black or something. I don't know. It's just a little more, it's a little more like industrial. It's a little more New York city. So it's like, it's edgier, but and I don't know about Prague, but I will say this. If you're looking for fashion inspo, what I do and what I did is like, I go on TikTok and I look at European fashion influencers because they're always traveling to different parts of Europe. So like you see what they wear in all these places. And a lot of them do like what I would wear in Venice, Italy, what I would wear in Greece, what I would wear. And like, there's so many videos for you to just look at. And then there are also like the TikToks that are like fashion right now in this city. And you can see what people are actually wearing and like what there, there's just like a, there, there's so much out there. Whatever you do, don't go on Pinterest. <laughs> That's what Why? I, I love Pinterest, but not when it comes for like fashion inspiration. It's so basic. It's so basic. And it like, it really just like, you, there's, there's no good inspo there. It's not like current. It's like stuck in 2015. So like, just don't go to Pinterest for your inspiration. But I would say my advice to you, split into four sections of your suitcase <laughs> Stick with classics. Look up some inspo. You don't have to worry about labels. It's really all about being timeless and chic in Europe, like effortless. That's really like what it is. You can leave the colors at home. <laughs> Stick neutrals. to neutrals. I might think of something as you're talking, but you, but that's, my, I think that's it. My approach is a little less involved, I would say. Um, she did mention Instagram photos and what I like to do and what I did before I went to Europe earlier this year was I looked at photos I had taken recently and the outfits I was wearing that I liked how I looked in them. And then like, say it's a bodysuit and jeans or it's like a skirt and, and a tank top, whatever. And then I would just go and buy like a couple solid staples of that type of outfit because I know like, I'm going to take a cute picture in front of the Eiffel Tower in this. And I know I'm going to like how I look and it's going to be cute. That's you can, you can great integrate, point. Yeah, you can integrate your advice of like neutrals and not a lot of color and whatever you want with <laughs> That's it. That's just but like my me, own personal style too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm much more like, what am I going to be comfortable in? What can I pack that can be worn in a bunch of different places? So it's like not taking up too much space. What shoes are going to be comfortable to walk in? Yes, um, that's but important. Also be cute. But that's important. Don't bother with the heels. Seriously, don't bother. Whenever I've Only gone to Europe, I never wear them. I yeah. actually like I will pack like my coolest 
fanciest, sparkliest heels that I'm like, oh, I'm going to Paris. Of course, I'm going to wear them here. And then like it, it comes to dinner time, and I'm putting on my outfit and I'm like, I would really though like, like to enjoy walking around the city. And like that to me is a little more important. So like if you're going to bring a heel, make it a comfortable one, yeah. like maybe like a shorter one and block. like keep it a maybe a block heel. <laughs> You don't need to bring all your fanciest stuff. It's not, we're not in Gossip Girl. You can't take 4 million suitcases. There were a couple times I've gone on trips where I'm like, I've literally taken a million suitcases and had like blue and white sequin jacket. And then I like this giant tutu of a dress. And I'm like, well, I'm going to Paris. Of course I have to wear these things. Not really. I'm not Carrie Bradshaw. It's unrealistic. Completely unrealistic. You're not even going to end up wearing it. So it's like, bring your classics because even like in Instagram photos, classics always look good. But I really totally. liked your idea of like find out what you feel hot in and look, yeah. look good in. Because there's nothing worse than looking back at a photo and being like, oh, I wish I would have worn a different outfit or I wish I would have tucked my shirt in differently or whatever. So whenever I take a picture and I like the way I look in it, clothing wise, I try to mimic that, which is why I'm always wearing the same thing. Yeah. Until I change my mind and then I wear a new same thing all the time. Totally. I like that. <laughs> Yeah. She did. She did say in her um, in her voicemail, she's like, do I need a peacoat? And I was like, you can never go wrong with a peacoat. Definitely get a trench. A, a trench is like my favorite. If, yeah. if we're going to like go through all the coats, trench will always be my favorite. But like a peacoat is fabulous. What's like, the so difference like, between a peacoat and a trench? They're like oh, the same. No, it's, made, it's a big difference. Oh, tell me. I mean, I don't know how to describe. I don't. I well, just feel like peacoats are like wool and like thicker and have truth. like the double yeah. button but then yes. sometimes trench coats have the double breasted too but the trench coats are it's like that different it's that trench material thinner yeah so like um a peacoat and it's shorter boxier they don't have oh. the tie around your waist for what it's worth i would get a trench those are way i would get flattering. a trench and then you could layer under it depending on how cold it is i completely agree go with the trench the trench comfortable shoes classics yeah and it's like, like model off duty yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm so jealous of this right now. That's fun. We should go back. <sighs> I would love to. Okay. Bring on the next question. Stassi. So excited that you are back. Um, I am currently on a walk with my dog right now, listening to the news podcast and just trying to clear my mind right now. And then I heard the hotline number. So I thought, who better to give me advice than the OG Saucy Schroeder? So, um, where do I even begin? Um, me and my boyfriend moved in together about a year ago after college just to try to see if we could do it, and it made financial sense. We were in a really good place in our relationship. However, this past year has been tumultuous. Tumultuous? Tumultuous, to say the least. Um He's just not a good roommate, uh, bottom line. And I made the really hard decision to live separately. So I move out in a week. He is not taking it very well. All of my friends think I'm crazy for staying with him because how could you stay with someone that you know you can't live with? So I just kind of want to get your advice on this. And if you've ever been through anything similar like this or tip for living with a boyfriend if there happens in the future but anyways thanks for all you do <laughs> loved your book by the way bye 
Okay. First of all, I think this girl deserves major props for making the incredibly hard decision to find her own place and move out. Like 100%. that's that's actually 85% of the battle, yeah. I I would say. Like, and that takes a lot of strength and courage. So like pat yourself on the back. That's self awareness. And self like, yeah. Whoa. T- totally. Like good for you. Second of all, um, I have been exactly in your situation with someone who often sported a man bun. <laughs> Literally, though. And I think people thought I was insane, too. And because we tried living together. And I will say this, though. When I listen to her voicemail, she says that her boyfriend's a, a bad, bad roommate. roommate, not a bad boyfriend. So, like, we just had a bad relationship it's not that he was a bad roommate like man yeah I I wonder what that means so yeah like he like I don't know like he I don't know he's messy he doesn't pay rent on time (laughs) he comes home at all hours like I I don't know what bad roommate means Mm -hmm. so that makes this question a little challenging right um but I will say I wish that when I moved out from Mambun that I had just stopped the relationship there because technically the way if you're what you're looking for again we kind of touched on this in a previous question if what you're looking for is the like standard typical path of like you get in a relationship you move in together you get engaged you get married you have children if that is what you're looking for You've tried one of those things and it didn't work. So what makes you think it will work if you try again one day? You know what I mean? Right. Like it it just, you're, you're kind of kidding yourself. And I was kidding myself like back then. And I was like, no, but we'll just like move out and work on things. Like that's never it. But also we just had a bad relationship. We were bad together. It wasn't about like roommate vibe. Right. But I th- I think that if all of your friends, because you did say in your that my friends think I'm crazy that we're staying together. I think when everybody are surrounding you has the same opinion, they're normally right. <laughs> like you're it, it's sad, I feel like, but and I wish I knew, I wish I knew age because it sounds young. Cause she said right she out of said college, right out of college. Yeah. So probably 22, 23. Would, so, right? and they lived together for a year. For a year. So I'm going to say she's 25. Okay. That's you older can, than I would have thought. Okay. I mean, you can try working on this relationship if you want, like you don't have to cut it off right this second because everybody's telling you to, but I will say like, you tried the next step and it didn't work. And I would imagine before you decided to move out, you had the conversation with him about why living together wasn't working and what yeah. was bothering you. And I'd be curious to know like what he said to that. I just wish I knew what what his issue, like what the problem is. Yeah. And what he I said also to wonder, that. I also wonder if it's like a, an age thing with him. Like a guy in his early 20s, living with a guy in his early 20s is a lot different than living with a guy in his later 20s. Mm, That is 
so fucking true. It could not be more true. That is such an amazing point. Not that I've ever done it, but I assume. (laughs) No, it is true. Like, I think back to like the beginning of Vanderbump rules when like Kristen was living with Tom Zanaval. I was living with Jax. Katie was living with Schwartz. And like, they were such different roommates back then, the, the boys, than what they ended up being Right. In their current relationships or wherever they're at now. Mm-hmm. And that's because 10 years have passed. Right. But like, do you want to wait around for 10 years to see if that's going to happen? And sometimes that doesn't change with the same person. Sometimes it takes being in a- another relationship in order for a-, a dude or a woman or anyone to just like grow up a little bit. Yeah. Because if you've already tolerated the way he was in that place before, then like, why would he change? Well, you know? that's why it's good that she's not tolerating it. But and that yeah. she's taking, you know, yeah. taking the step to move out. Maybe that will make him become aware of the things he's doing. No, yeah. Because if sh- their relationship is good and it's him doing something bad as a roommate that's ruining it, if he values the relationship, he'll adjust. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be like the relationship's going to be like mad awkward now. Like, because yeah, she moves, they're going to like go on dates to like pick you up in your house. Yeah. Like, it, cause especially because it doesn't, it, this wasn't like a mutual decision. This was her decision and he doesn't seem happy about it. So, like, I fear that there are some like rocky moments ahead. Like, mm-hmm. it is, it's going to be like the elephant in the room all the time where it's like, okay, so whose house are we going back to tonight? And he's going to be like, I'm not going to yours. <laughs> You know, it's going to, it's going to, she's going to go back to the same place that she left, but be yeah. as a guest with yeah. probably another roommate. Yeah. It's going to get, it's about to get complicated, but you're young enough to where like, it's, it's okay. Like you can ride it out for a little while. You don't have to just like end the relationship right now. You can also, see where it goes. Also, you're very, very smart. Like if you already totally. took the step to like, evaluate move out even though all your friends are saying something and i'm sure your families are saying things like this chick has a good gut no so yeah this girl's a rock star yeah i'm not yeah totally 100 you shouldn't have <laughs> even called and written in you, you shouldn't have even done this because you have your shit together more than we do okay but also we want to know what happens so <laughs> yeah i would like a follow-up i'd like follow-up on, on all, all these, these questions yeah please call and give follow-ups even if oh you call God. and you're like, don't air this, but I was that girl who did this and this is what happened. Just yeah. so we know. Just so that we know, so that we can rest our heads at night. Yeah. Okay. Is it one more question, right? I think, I think we, have we have one two. or two. two. All right. Hey, Sassy. My name is Evelyn. First off, I just wanted to let you know that I am a listener that is a person of color. Not that that fucking matters, <laughs> but I just want to let you know you have listeners that love and support and forgive you. And don't be so hard on yourself. You deserve this and anything else you want to pursue, just like anybody else does. Anyway, um, my question for you is what to do with friends that are just becoming really high maintenance and demanding? Like, Love them to death, but leaving more drained than anything. Do you let that friendship go or do you tell them straight up, like, girl, you're you're a lot. <laughs> you got to pump the brakes. All right. Love you. Bye. Oof. Okay. I deal with this in my own life. Yeah. All the time. I this 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 question, like it's so close to home. Um, I think that 
Okay. There are a lot of different ways we can tackle this. First of all, (laughs) you have to take a look at yourself and say, am I a high maintenance friend? Like what type of friend are you? Because I have everything that you just said in your voicemail. I have felt um, a million times about like a, a few people that have been in my life or maybe more than a few people that have been in my life. And, and so I'm like, okay, well, what does that say about me? Because friendships are a two-way street. You both have to bring something to the table. You both give, you both take, but what is it that, that like I give and what is it that like, ideally I want out of a relationship, a friendship. And I've realized that because I am a low maintenance friend, like I don't need to see my friends all the time. I don't need to be texting all the time. I don't need to be calling all the time. Um, that's also what I I want in my friendships. Someone who has th- those same, they don't have to prefer that same friendship, but someone who can just pick up right where they let we left off and not get their feelings hurt if we're not in constant contact. Like I can't be constantly like worrying about hurting people's feelings just because I'm a low maintenance person, which is so weird. No one would ever really think like you're much more low maintenance, low maintenance, if that's what we're calling it, than anybody else that I know. You're yeah. like when I read, I'll reach out when I want to talk to you. When I, but truly, <laughs> like I, I just it, it, whatever. Okay, I can be a really good friend too, though. No, you're a really good friend, but I think you bring up a good point, which is that like the energies have to match. Yeah, the energies have to match. So like that's. That's a thing. I like, I feel your pain, girl. Like, right. I, I really do. And you, it's also like, we're, I don't know how old you are, but like, we're at the age where it's like, do we really have to have like a confrontation about this? Like, I'm, I feel too old for that. I'm too tired. There's too much going on. Like, I have too many other things to worry about than to like have like this, like, sit down conversation where I explain to my friend why I need a a break from them. It's like, but I might be entirely wrong in what I'm saying here because, because I also think that because like I had like all of my twenties spent on Vanderpump rules and you're forced to confront every issue you have with every friend about every little thing. Like I was constantly forced to do that. So now that I, I don't have to, and that's not the way my life is. I'm like, wow, like I can just like let something roll off my back and just like maybe keep a little bit more distance and like that's all you need to do. And it doesn't need to be this like big epic thing where you sit down and talk about it because sometimes it's not that serious. There are worse things than having a high maintenance friend. You know what I mean? Like there's lying, betrayal. (laughs) There's like, there are lots of, there are worse things. You know what I mean? And so I think being a high maintenance, having a high maintenance friends is like, not high on the list of things wrong with people, you know, like it's not that big, it's not that big of a deal. So it doesn't deserve a sit down converse. It doesn't deserve this like confrontation, if that makes sense. I think I personally think my approach on this is that there are probably more than two, but two different types of high high maintenance friends that I can think of. One of them is someone who like, is sort of an energy suck because they're really big and animated and personality and everything is extreme the whole time. But it's like, 
It can be fun. It can be about anything going on in their life or your life. That's like one high maintenance. Like you go to this lunch or whatever and you are drained after. Whereas the other high maintenance friend is the one who's like demanding your time and energy and brain power because they're going through a breakup or because they're miserable or because they have all these problems. It's like, does she mean that someone's putting their problems on her in their training or that they're just like not this, that they're just like a lot. Like I have a lot of friends who are just like a lot. Personality is just a lot. And so I would say like, number one, think about, how much, you know, how you like to tier friends, yeah. <laughs> like tier one, two, three, four, five. How much do you it's like love this, this person? <laughs> and like, do you want them in your life and whatever? And is this just their personality that you have to like accept them for who they are and sort of embrace that person that they are? Or is this someone who's like using you like a freaking energy vampire and really, truly bringing you down? Because in that case, I would be like, no. I'm not going to put my energy towards that. This is, it's something that you've done in the past. Like, stop talking to me about this. This is not something I can do anymore because I have to protect my own, like, yeah. mental health. Yeah. So, totally. so I go back and forth. I'm like, if it's, if it's that kind of, like, problem, like, emotional, you know, vampire let's, let's in say a bad that way. Let's say it's that. Because then I would have a conversation. Okay, so you would. You'd, you'd have a conversation. At this point in my life, I would, but like five years ago, I wouldn't. I was a wimp. I let everyone take advantage of me. Oh my God. See, (laughs) five years ago, I would have had the conversation. Now I'm like, "Mm, just not going to respond for a good two weeks. (laughs) There you go. Like I, I, because it just takes so much energy to also have that conversation. Yeah. They're like, I'm like, stick my head in the sand for a little while and just like not respond to some texts and calls. I mean, it it also is like a case by case, like situation. Like it depends on how that person is. Is this person receptive to criticism? Is this person going to be like completely like butthurt and not be able to get over it? If you're like, you're a little high maintenance (laughs) for me, you're demanding too much. Like, is that just going to like totally like flip your friendship? upside down and is it and then will that be worth it to lose a friend over that because sometimes sometimes it's better to like while being honest and and communicating is like 99.9 percent always like the best policy sometimes like people can't handle it yeah and then you like lose a friendship over it so like is this person worth losing a friendship over there are people in my life that I'm I'm not they they are are high maintenance and it frustrates me but i know that if i were to confront them about it that it would make it would become way bigger than it needs to be and i could potentially lose that friendship so i decide not to have that conversation and just like kind of like distance a little bit because to just to 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 kind of set the tone of like what the friendship is. Right. Like I'm not going to always be available to you 24/7 on my phone. I'm not going to always be available every time you ask me to do something. Like set the tone for the friendship. Yeah, boundaries are your friend. Boundaries are the best. And I guess for for Evelyn calling in like knowing like setting your expectations because if you choose to go that route of not saying something yeah. Then you can't you can't let it 
bring your mental health down every time you see them because you're the one who chose to not say anything. So you have to set your expectations that like, this is just how it's going to be when you hang out with them. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, but Evelyn, I really like, (laughs) I feel this so hardcore. I've felt this for years. I've felt this. I'm. It's like the theme of my life all the time. It yeah, feels like this is really a high topic of conversation for you. Yeah, it is. But I do, I do think it depends on the kind of person she is. She is too, because like you and I said, we flip flopped based on how we used to be and how we are now. So it's like, what's yeah. gonna what's gonna feel best for you? What's yeah? What's gonna feel best for you is like the only question that you have to ask yourself. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Okay. And the final question of this week's, this month's Pour It Out episode. Hi, Stassi. Um, My name is Sierra and I'm from Ohio. I am an OG fan of yours and I literally love you so much. Um, I just kind of have a fun question, not super serious. So um, in the spirit of Halloween coming up and all things spooky, what like fictional creature would you be if you could choose and why? Um, That's all. I know Halloween's literally your favorite. So I was just genuinely curious. Um, Have a good day. I'm so happy to podcast is um back airing now um have a good day bye obviously i had to wrap up the episode with this amazing question Bo and i answered this question we it came up naturally i'm surprised like someone called and asked it no one's ever asked me this before yeah. and Bo and i were talking the other day and it not even the halloween episode i think and it just like came up in conversation like what which horror character would you be if you had to be one and he changed my mind I first said ghost because I was like duh like you can go through things you can spook people like amazing and then Bo had an excellent point which he said but then you're not even going to be able to like eat or drink and I was like fuck can we go through what the options would be though because I feel like I got the list okay because when I was thinking of this I was like of course I'm going to choose Bo's answer no, because I still don't choose Bo's answer. And just FYI, Bo's answer is vampire. And vampire. he says, he says because they're cool and hot. They can eat. They can drink. They they're like they can have sexy time. They're like sexual creatures. They like live at night. He's like they dress what well, like all of the things like when you he think of like to a be vampire, a pretty one though, like not an ugly one, not an ugly like one. like a pretty vampire, but like live forever, eat and drink, sexy time, live forever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good. Sorry, I left that one out. Live forever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was Bo's answer. I still don't. I don't. I still don't. I still don't think vampire because listen. Uh, before I go through the list, yeah, because I'm not a big Halloween. I'm not as big of a Halloween person as you are. I don't think anyone is. So I maybe I'll get inspired by your list. To okay. Change. Vampires, werewolves, zombies, Frankenstein, ghost, demons, cyclops. Pennywise the dancing clown is on this, okay? It's a, it's a, it's a, but it still is a clown, evil clown is still, it's not for me, okay? Mummy, the dragon, oh, Bigfoot, a witch, chupacabra, giant, (laughs) abominable, abominable snowman, ogre, um, those are the highlights. But this is the thing. <laughs> this list isn't my favorite list now that I'm looking more at it because I can think of like 
um, like different characters in like horror, like books or movies, like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, like there are like different characters. Like I, I wish I could like put together like a, I wish there was like a comprehensive list for people who like are really actually going to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this. I will not choose ghost because I would like to eat and drink. Yeah. So like I take back what I said. I will not be ghost. Vampire looks like it could be fun because of all the things we listed living forever, eating and drinking. You're like, they're normally like attractive. They get to like have sex and stuff. But like the thought of like biting into someone's neck and like drinking blood, like just like fucking sucks. (laughs) Like literally. Really, no, like, yeah, it literally. literally but like, how bad would that suck if, like, that, like, you had to do that all the time to stay alive? That's what like, you're thinking of? The logistics? Yeah, like, you'd have to, like, it's, it's like, and it's not like you're some wild animal that can, like, quickly, easily, like, just, like, like a werewolf, like, they just go crazy once a month, like, the full moon or when, how often is there a full moon? Uh, I actually don't know. Well, okay. I don't I, think it's once a month. Uh, well, however often a full moon is. That's yeah. when werewolves come out. They we can't know con- that. They can't control themselves. So like anything in their way, they devour. But like, so like, and they, they don't remember it the next day. You know what I mean? Are, this might be a really dumb question. Are werewolves just like, what are they when there's not a full moon? Normal? Normal people. They're normal people. That on a full moon, for only the hours that the moon is shining, yeah. they turn into a werewolf and, and destroy and eat crazy. everything, go crazy, but can't remember it when they wake up the next day. Cool. Okay. But but when you're a vampire, you have to like you have to go and like get your victims, talk to your victims for a while, like lure them in oh, all you don't the time. Be social. Like that's what this is. <laughs> It's a good point. Am I wrong? That wasn't where I was going with it, but I didn't even think about that. So there's that. But then you have to actually like doing, you have to like do the, like you're aware of it and you remember it. Like eat, like sucking someone's blood and like tasting like that penny taste in your mouth. And like, that's what you love. If you remember it and then you have to dispose of the body, you know, like there's just like a lot. And would you even want to live forever? Because then like you never get to you you never get to have like true loved ones unless that other loved one is a vampire. In which case, it, every story that I've I've read and seen with two vampires, they don't really like ever end out that well. Yeah, you know? that that is something that I, I don't think I would want to live forever. I, no, I don't th- think that, it's the vibe. Yeah. Okay, so then what would you choose instead? Well, I was kind of... I'm going between two. I'm going back to my list to make sure that there's not another one that um, I'm thinking. Because right now I'm going between werewolf and witch. Okay. I kind of like the idea of werewolf because you don't remember what you've done. So it's like, there are no blood on my hand. There's no blood on my hands. I can't remember it. I'm basically like, I'm a victim too. (laughs) <laughs> you know okay. it's like that's kind of like you can't control it you you couldn't control it that's another thing vampires can control themselves right werewolves can't so like vampires are a little more evil but like 
it, it wouldn't be fun to be a werewolf. No, would it? it but I'm just thinking very passive. No, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. No, it is because like you're. No, it is like it's this something is... that like happens to you. Yeah. You. I know you didn't really ask for it. You were cursed with this, right? And then you don't remember. So you, even and if you, you had fun. Even if you had it's fun, just you live a mundane human life, but you have a superpower that you can't. Well, I guess I was love. thinking about this question more in terms of like if I had to be one oh, of these like characters, if you were cursed with one. Without if I was cursed, not like if I get to be. Oh. I, if this isn't something like I want. I don't want to be any of these things. To but be you clear, love Halloween. That doesn't mean I want to be a vampire. Okay. <laughs> like that doesn't mean I, I want to be a creature. For the record. Yeah, literally, totally. I, yeah. Okay. So then, but maybe not werewolf. Maybe because, oh, but also, okay. You could be a werewolf and I could solve crime, not solve crime, but help with crime or something every full moon. Unleash me where you want to unleash me every full moon and I could eat up all the murderers and rapists. So somebody knows that you're a werewolf. So someone would have to know. I'd have to have, um, yeah. I'd have like to have a, someone like who's a in keeper. On it. A keeper, yeah. <laughs> okay. So like, I, I could, like that. I like I, using it for good. That's I could great. help. I could help. But then I kind of think which... Mm-hmm. I knew you were going there. But I don't know if I would choose it. Okay, this is why. Witches tend to live not forever, but a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like... Okay. So like I'd be able to experience so much of the world, which like a uh, major pro, like major on that list. Check that off. Cool. Awesome. You can also like make shit happen, you know, with like your spells and and potions and things like this, like whatever. But like you're at like a high risk for being like killed caught and killed (laughs) yeah like everyone's on the lookout for a witch right it seems yeah and like a real one and so like that would be annoying Mm -hmm. you know although i do feel like in in like this day and age like if we're talking about now like we could get away with it yeah well it's a little more embraced i would say like there's a whole like industry of like witchy people who but it's more like metaphysical yeah so it's not like no, but you know, I would say this cursing. day and age would be even worse really? because everyone's recording everything with their phones. Oh. Like I would be put up on on Twitter or Reddit <laughs> or wherever like ASAP if somebody caught me doing something extra witchcrafty that they could be like, holy shit, we need to put her to death or something. Yeah, that would happen. But then there would be the whole other half of the Internet that would be like, that's cool as shit. Teach me your ways. Just yeah. saying. I mean, I from from that list that you read, honestly, the one that stood out was dragon. I didn't even know that was an option. I'm here for that. You would choose dragon. I mean, even though you, you don't get to be a person anymore. If you think about it, if I had to be some kind of creepy creature, you can fly. That no, that's you a, can it's a big deal. fire. Yeah. Um, everyone looks at you and is like, "Oh my god, I want that, or I want to be it, or it's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life." Yeah. Um, if we're going Game of Thrones ish, you like have a unbreakable bond with someone, right? With your writer, your mm-hmm. writer. So you're like not alone. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not mad at it. It All right, feels so y- it feels fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you choose dragon. Sure. 
for this exercise. For this, okay. Yeah. This, this, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to commit to anything right now because I know I'm like leaving out something right. that's like so glaringly obvious that like I'm just gonna wake up in the middle of the night like sweating like fuck. <laughs> Why didn't I say this? In which case, I'll do a follow up. But right now, I choose which. Great. Even if that means I'm an ugly witch. Oh. Oh, we didn't even get into that. No, I thought about it, though. Even if that means I'm an ugly... Most witches are. Are ugly? Yeah. I feel like if I look weird right now, it's because I keep having to sneeze and it's not coming. <laughs> also, the sound quality of this episode might be off. I should have led with this oh, yeah, in the forgot. podcast episode. I keep having to sneeze, so like my face is scrunching. You can sneeze. Um, Lo and I are are we didn't we were supposed to be doing this podcast in person, but I am not feeling well at all. So we had to do this via Zoom, which is why the sound quality sounds like this. It will not always be like this. We will normally be in the same studio doing it together. Um, but the show must go on. Show must so go on. We had to that do it. That was so fun. That was so much fun. Excellent fucking questions. Like Honestly. I have I have to say, like, really? Top tier exceptional questions. Wow. Keep them coming. Give Keep us them coming. details, age, location. Oh, yeah. Please give, give us detail, details. Yeah, totally. Except I did learn that when you leave a voicemail, it can only be two minutes. So be okay. concise. Well, even if, let's say somebody doesn't want to give their like age or something like that, because it'll like give away something, you can do a follow up voicemail and say, please don't air this part of it just to give us some context and yeah. backstory so that I can better understand the situation totally okay thank you guys and if you want to call in again that's 844-666-SUWS loved this thank you Lo so much fun let's do it again next month yes all right bye these bye bye